Little Women. Presented by Inkblot Theatre Company. Part 3. To the bride and groom. To the bride and groom. To Mr. and Mrs. Brooke. To Mr. and Mrs. Brooke. May you always be well-fed and well-loved. Here, here. As mother of the bride, I would like to say a few words. Meg, my dear girl, I wish you happiness. I wish you love. I wish you as many children as you desire and a happy home to raise them in. I've only ever wanted the best for you, and you've made it easy for me, for you've chosen the best of men. John, take care of my girl. (laughs) It's never a joy for a mother to bid her daughter farewell, but I know I leave her in the kindest and gentlest hands I could have hoped to find. To John and Meg. To John and Meg. Thank you all. I couldn't have wished for a happier day. Thank you, Father, for performing the ceremony. And thank you to Marmy and Beth for the most beautiful wedding cake. And to Joe for not toppling it before the wedding. We had some close calls. And thank you, Amy, for the gorgeous decorations. I'm so happy to be able to celebrate with all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, I propose a dance. (laughs) Hey, strike up the music. (laughs) Married men, grab your wives and join the happy couple. Bachelors, get on your knees and try to find a lady who will dance with you. (laughs) Oh, Lori, will you ever grow up? I don't expect so. (laughs) 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 Your next show. Nonsense. It's true. With Meg married, the men will be clamoring at your door. Just you wait. I shouldn't care for them if they did. Besides, it'll be Amy next. Just wait. She's off to Europe with Aunt March in a few weeks, and don't think she won't come back with some fancy British husband. Why not beat her to it? I'm too busy to be worried with romantic notions. You're being a fool today, Teddy. (laughs) Mark my words, Joe. You'll be next. You are, Joe. I thought you'd gone and forgotten me. What's that you're holding? Teddy, can you keep a secret? I find it insulting you need to ask. I'm serious. So am I. Well then, here. A hundred dollars? Joe, where on earth did you get this? You didn't sell your hair again, did you? No. In fact, I got the money from the newspaper, the Tribune office in town. I entered a story for the competition, never thinking I'd hear anything of it. But I won, Teddy! <laughs> of course you did! Why, you're a regular Shakespeare! <laughs> Joe March, American authoress! Teddy, be quiet. That's not all. They said if I have more stories, they'd publish them. Not for so much money, of course, but not for nothing either. What shall you print next? The Pilgrim's Ascent? Helga and the Witch? No, nothing like that. They want adventure, romance, you know? Villainy and passion and all that rot. But anyone can write that. Yes, and now I shall. I'll tell all the boys at college to keep an eye out. They love that sort of thing. No, Teddy, you mustn't tell anyone. Besides, it will all be printed anonymously. I want it to be a surprise, you see? 
Father and Marmy say we don't need the money, but if I can earn enough, I could take Beth to the seaside. It would do her poor soul some good. She doesn't complain, dear thing, but I can see how her health affects her. I don't want her growing melancholy. Well, if it's a secret for Beth's sake, then I'll keep it. Thank you. But I shall read every story you publish. Don't think I won't. I'll know which ones are yours. You do well to study your own books as well as you do my stories. I shouldn't think anything of you, Teddy, if you didn't graduate. I don't know how I'm expected to sit at my books when there's fun to be had out of doors. But of course, if it means so much to you, I'll do it. That's my boy. Now I've got to go. I'll send your love to Amy. Oh, she won't be thinking of me. She has all of France to entertain her. and Father and Meg and Joe and Beth. I feel I have so much to tell you that I never could write down properly, but I shall have to try. I wish you could see Europe with your own eyes. Everything here is more magnificent, perhaps because it is so new. Even the fields feel greener. The view as we made our way to Paris by train was more fantasy than reality. Indeed, I feel as if I were in a dream. We sightsee from morning till night, palaces and gardens. The Champs-Élysées are très magnifique. Little Beth would love them. It's a good thing I know French, for Aunt March doesn't seem to speak a word and insists on talking English very loud as if that will make people understand her. I adore her for bringing me, though. Here in Paris, I do expect to find my future. If I'm ever to find my artistic genius, it must be here, in a city that is full of life and elegance, that has inspired artists for centuries. I intend to join their ranks. Enclosed are some sketches of the views of the city. I think Joe will especially enjoy my drawing of little Napoleon in his military suit. I send my love to you all, and please give Lori my special congratulations for his graduation. I'm sad to miss it, but I know you shall dote on him enough for all of us. With love, your Amy. <laughs> Hail the conquering hero, sound the trumpets, beat the drum, uh -huh. something, something, the laurel bring. Years of toil, finally rewarded. Do you hear that? My boy's a college graduate. <laughs> they only let me graduate so that they wouldn't have to put up with me anymore. Oh, you know that's not true. Well, either way, I'm free. <laughs> it's all over now. And now I insist that you have the very best of holidays, Teddy. It's time to enjoy yourself. <laughs> I intend to. Joe? Yes? I've got something I've got to say to you. No, Teddy. Don't. Please. You must hear me out, Joe. I've got to say it. I can't go on any longer. No, please. I felt this way as long as I've known you, Joe. I've tried to show you, but you wouldn't let me. I was trying to save you from this. I don't want to be saved. I, I want... Joe, I've done everything for you. I worked hard to please you. I gave up things you didn't like. I waited for you, and I never complained. What can I do, Joe? Do you still think I'm not good enough for you? No, Teddy. You're a great deal too good for me. And I'm so grateful for you and so proud of you and fond of you. But I can't love you the way you want me to. Everyone expects it, Joe. Grandfather and your parents. 
You can't disappoint them. I don't want to disappoint anyone, Teddy. But don't you see? We would make each other miserable within a year. That's not true. I would be a perfect saint for you. You know I would. And then you'd resent me for it. We'd always be quarreling. We can't help it. Even now, you see? I wouldn't like elegant society, and you'd get tired of me scribbling in the attic, and we would be so unhappy. Joe, I love you. Isn't that enough? No, don't do that. I'm homely and awkward and odd, and I- Joe, please. I I, I don't think I shall ever marry, Teddy. I won't. You will, though! There will come a time where you will love somebody with your whole heart, and you will live and die for him, and give yourself to him completely, and- I'll have to stand there and watch. Teddy, where are you going? To the devil! Teddy! Come in! Good evening, Miss March. I'm sorry, have we met? It's Fred. Amy? Fred Vaughn? We met at the Picnic of Lori's so many years ago. Fred! Oh, dear, forgive me, only you look so different. And of course, I hardly expected to see you here. I didn't give you notice I was coming. But when Lori told me you were here, well, I couldn't resist coming to see how you grew up. And what do you think? As beautiful as I remember. (laughs) You always were a flirt, Fred. I... I remember a certain girl who could far outdo me. Yes, well, she was quite a child, wasn't she? Perhaps. But I liked her. Frank asked me to ask after your sister, Beth. She was ever so good to him at that picnic. Oh, she isn't well, I'm afraid. She had the fever a few years ago now and hasn't been quite right since. I'm sorry to hear it. And your other sisters? Meg is married now, didn't Lori say? And Joe has just packed herself off to New York to be a tutor and live a free and independent life. (laughs) It really seemed to come out of nowhere, but then that's Joe. (laughs) So I remember. Are you in Paris long? No. Only passing through on our way to Rome. Oh, I adore Rome. The paintings are exquisite, and I long to see the Trevi Fountain. It looks divine in the photos. I keep begging Aunt March to take me, but it's no use. She won't leave Paris for all the world. Well, come with us. I couldn't. Then I shall have to bring some of Rome back to you. You're coming back to Paris? I hadn't planned to, but plans change, don't they? Dearest Beth, I'm sorry I've been so inattentive with my letters. I'm afraid New York has rather swept me away in what with settling into the boarding house and beginning lessons with my students. I've yet to have the time to sit long enough to put pen to paper. Everything moves much faster here than in Concord. But Mrs. Kirk is treating me very well, and her daughters are dears, albeit slightly unwieldy, students. In truth, they remind me of all of us, many years ago, of course. They are a comfort to me now, when I am so far away from you. You would like the other boarders, but they are all very quiet, very sweet, very like you. Though I'm afraid I feel a bit out of place amongst them. The only other black sheep is a Professor Bayer from Germany, who the other boarders fuss over as the gentleman of the group. 
He's a bit lost in his books, but when he emerges, he is always kind to us. So some of the other ladies have taken it in hand to help him, though he does not ask for it. I- Miss March? Oh, Professor Bayer, forgive me, I didn't hear you knock. Uh, you are writing. I-, I am disturbing you. No, 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 it's fine. It's just teaching all day, I hardly get a moment to think, let alone write, so I try to do what I can once Minnie and Kitty are gone. I understand. I am the same. All day tending to the children's minds, uh, one must leave time for your own mind. Exactly. Uh, but I think your mind is not the only thing you have been working on. I think I must thank you, Miss March. Yes, I know these kind ladies, they say to one another, he is a stupid man, he will not see what we do. He will not notice that his sock heels have holes no more and thinks that buttons grow new where they are lost. But I have an eye, and I see much, and I have a heart, so... I give thanks to you, Miss March. But please, uh, no more secret fairy works from you. But you lent me all those books when I first arrived. You were so kind to me. It is what I do for anyone. You have no debt to pay. I don't mind the mending, Professor. No, uh, no minding. Not at all. But you will let me offer my own good fairy work in return? That depends entirely on what you propose. I see you peeping in on my lessons. You listen at curtains. Oh, No, I'm just keeping an eye on the children, you know. Ah, uh, yes, the children. Very important. Then it is not because you have a wish to learn German? No, I mean, yes, I do, I, of course, but I'm too stupid to learn. Uh, No, no one is too stupid. No, I'm a wretch at grammar, you'll see. I could never manage it in school. Then we will not teach the way you learned in school. We will find a new way, you and me, yes? Yes. I... I would like that very much, Professor. Friedrich, please. Uh, Tomorrow evening, then. I'm looking forward to it. Fred, you devil, you're far too early, you know. I'm not close to ready. I don't know, pet. You look all right to me. Lori! Why, you horrid boy, why didn't you tell me you were coming? Oh, it was all a bit spur of the moment, you know? I just had to get away for a bit. Oh, you sound just like Joe. Did you hear she ran off to New York? Did she? Oh, yes. She's trying her hand at the working man's life, Mm. so she says. Is she happy? Well, you must know better than I. I'm sure she writes you sheets and sheets. Are you going somewhere? Oh, yes. Uh, The Duchamps are having a midsummer ball tonight. Fred should be picking me up any moment. Fred Vaughn. Pass me those roses, will you? Yes, Fred Vaughn. Isn't it funny? He's been around quite a lot the past few months. Is is he... I mean, are you... Oh, no, nothing like that. Yet, at least. He does get that glint in his eye every so often, and if he asked, I shouldn't say no, but the poor boy seems to be working up the courage. You do intimidate a man, pet. Oh, Lori, you were always able to turn my head with those silly compliments of yours. Oh, you must come tonight. Fred would love to see you, and I shall show you off to all the lovely French girls so that you may break a heart or two as you pass through Paris. I'm not much in a dancing mood. Then you shall sit handsomely and watch. Lori, you must come. For me? Of course. Anything for you. Friedrich? Ah, Miss March. Sorry if I'm intruding, but I wanted to ask, 
have you read my stories yet? Uh. Only it's been a week. I so value your opinion. I would love to speak with you about them, if you've read them, that is. Of course, there's no hurry, but... <laughs> I have read them. You have? And? What do you think? You wish to publish these? Yes. Well, a few have already been published, but I hope to get the others out soon. The newspaper has a need, you know? I wish you would not publish them. But why not? Don't you like them? Miss March, I have no patience for these kinds of stories. Murder and lunatics, they have no... Depths. No truths. They're not so bad. They are silly, I know. But plenty of people make an honest living off sensationalist stories. If there's a demand, what is wrong with supplying it? There is a demand for whiskey, but I think you would not care to sell it. That's hardly the same thing. You ask me for my opinion and I give it to you. Yes, well I didn't expect your opinion to be so harsh. You are an intelligent woman. You see much. Why do you put none of these things in your stories? These characters, they are not honest. They are criminals. No, I mean, they are not human. Right. Well, excuse me, Professor. I have a good deal of work to do. I have upset you. Why would you think that? Miss March, I tell you these things only because I want to be truthful with you. I think you are good and talented, and I think you are better than these things you write. Well, perhaps you do not know me as well as you thought. Uh, Forgive me. I only meant, I want you to be happy. My new friend... uh, Do these stories make you happy? They make me money. It is not the same thing. Uh, Forgive me. I say too much. I will leave you alone now. I think it is what you want. Do not worry about the lesson tonight. Perhaps we both need a rest from the German. Come on, pet. I'm aching for some company. Everyone seems to have disappeared to Monaco or some such place. They're only at the Turkish baths. You could have gone with them if you'd wanted to. But they left so early and it didn't seem worth the trouble. Well, you shall have to entertain yourself, for I have writing to do. Where are you scribbling away to? Sending word of all your adventures to everyone at home? No. If you must know, I'm writing to Fred. Isn't he off in Germany somewhere? What are you writing to him for? He writes to me. It would be rude not to reply. What do you write to him? It's none of your business. Private writings, I see. Say, did you do these sketches? Of course. They're magnificent, pet. You can't flatter me into distraction. No, I mean it. I hadn't seen your drawings since we were children. I didn't know you had such talent. Stop it, Lori. There's the Champs-Élysées, and Beth at her piano, and... Oh, yes, I'd recognize your aunt's scowling face anywhere. Lori! And... oh. Oh, yes, I did that one last week. Joe, and that silly coat of hers. Her writer's jacket. What do you think? It's... lifelike. You may have it if you wish. Thank you, I... I I shouldn't. Suit yourself. How long is this blasted letter meant to take? If I put it aside and indulge you for an hour, will you let me to it afterwards? On my honor as a gentleman. I don't believe you. Oh, very well. You may accompany me on my walk. It's rather warm for a walk. A drive, then. You expect me to chauffeur you around? You used to. You still would if you were a gentleman. I am a very tired gentleman now. Baptiste will drive the carriage. Oh, that's all right then.
My darling Joe, I am sorry to have to write these words, but I am afraid I must ask you to come home. Beth is not well. She tries to hide it, but her health is worse and worse every day. The doctor cannot tell me with certainty what her fate will be, but I see his frowns when he examines her. Your father and Meg and I do what we can for our dear girl, but though she has asked me not to trouble you, I know Beth wants you home with her. If Mrs. Kirk can spare you, your old room will be waiting for you as soon as you arrive. I'm sorry to write to you with such ill news, but I hope to see you soon to provide what comfort I can. All my love to you, Marmy. Miss March. Preacher, what are you doing here? I am happy. I thought I would have missed you. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to leave without saying goodbye. But my sister is ill, and I had to go as soon as I got word. You understand? Of course. Uh, family, we do anything for them. Yes. Uh, Miss March, I am sorry if I offended you before. I know we have not been as friendly these past few weeks, and for me, this has been upsetting. I would not let you leave in this way. You only said what you believed. Nevertheless, I come with an offering of peace. The works of Shakespeare. Works I believe you are equal to. I hope they help you to see what I see in you, and what I think you are capable of. I can't accept this. Please, I insist that you do. I will not be happy otherwise. You would not wish to make me unhappy, would you? Thank you. Miss March, would you write to me? I'm afraid there will be so little excitement with you gone, and... I wish to know how my friend is faring. I will try. I'm afraid I'm a most inconsistent correspondent, but... Yes, I would like that. Ah. The train. No more delays for you. No. I must go. I will keep your sister in my prayers, Miss March. Thank you, Friedrich, for everything. Uh.